section nineteen of the dial may nineteen twenty by various this LibriVox recording is in the public domain reading by matt perard section nineteen briefer mention by anonymous a landscape painter by henry james two hundred and eighty seven pages scott and seltzer is a collection of stories early flowerings of the portentous genius of their author they are superior stuff but the fashion of believing that james corrupted his style in his later years is proved silly enough by the fact that intensely passionate and fine as they are they do not quite come off for anyone else they might be considered little masterpieces for him they are but the grammar of novelettes the matrix by maria thompson davies two hundred and sixty pages century lights another beacon to celebrate the post-bellum discovery of lincoln it is a gentle taper attempting to tell the story of the girlhood and wooing of nancy hanks with simplicity the author occasionally lapses into primer technique a maturer style could have given form to a more enduring romance evander by eden philpotts two hundred pages macmillan presents the english novelist tracking a favorite theme of his back to the borderland of mythology where it is threshed out amid a verbal clash of the gods evander is one of those self-righteous male beings with a serene ignorance of human emotion such as philpotts drew in the thief of virtue and more recently in storm in a teacup the projection of this type against a background of pagan philosophy gives the author a satirical scope less marked in his modern stories luca sarto by charles s brooks three hundred and sixty pages century tilts a merry lance amid the sombre moderns with their black visored freudian fiction unfolding a lively tale of conspiracy and adventure laid in paris in the days of Villon. it has the sparkle of brightly burnished armor and a pulse-quickening pace the manner of the telling is not without a touch of swagger spiced with the salt flavor of the modern point of view humorous and whimsical a novel to the king's taste if there are still kings who can boast that quality the tall villa by lucas mallet two hundred and fifty six pages doran a husband in south america a ghostly lover and a wide-eyed fragile and excessively lovely lady bring a fresh variation on the eternal triangle in this story of love in the fourth dimension it is the last straw in spiritism and about the last straw from lucas Vallet. where angels fear to tread by e m forster two hundred and eighty three pages not his trite only in title this is what meredith and the gallery would respectively term comedy and tragedy with somersaults of motive and swift satire the story makes its way from england to italy where childlike sinfulness and the sunshine of medieval towns are refreshing after the irritated misunderstandings of the english family who rushed in handmade fables by george Ade, illustrated 
three hundred and thirty-two pages doubleday page are so many essays on compensation they deal with such worldly assets and liabilities as time's whirligig turns topsy-turvy and whatever their individual prejudices each fable has at least one robust american prejudice collectively they maintain a general optimism regarding man's plight in the world as it is here mr aid once more demonstrates that the american slang vernacular has capacities for clearness force and yes elegance that quite escape the baseball reporter some personal impressions by taki jonescu two hundred ninety two pages stokes is reminiscent of the illusion time when diplomats were regularly called distinguished the author sometime prime minister of romania had all the notabilities of europe on his calling list and most of them got into the book one way or another portraits of american women by gamaliel bradford illustrated two hundred seventy six pages houghton mifflin boston is a series of politely written impressions of seven new england women and one middle westerner drawn for the most part from letters and diaries the portraits are far from clear and abigail adams and margaret fuller would be chagrined to know how dim they have become even to an admirer hither and thither in germany by william dean howells illustrated a hundred and thirty-one pages harper undertakes the by no means slight task of ignoring the intervening upheaval and writing as if such a thing as war had not occurred this circumstance combined with the tranquil orderly nature of mr howells's style gives the volume an almost antiquarian flavor the mr and mrs march of their silver wedding journey are here conducted with care through descriptions of hamburg leipzig weimar berlin and the rhine country on the last page mrs march remarks that they romped through germany but that is merely a touch of homeward bound hyperbole a sportsman's wanderings by j g millet two hundred ninety eight pages houghton mifflin boston reflects the catholic taste and broad horizon of the man whose career has followed such diverse trails as those of soldier and artist naturalist and landscape gardener here is a readable blend of lively reminiscence and first-hand observation without verbal or scientific excess baggage the american credo a contribution toward the interpretation of the national mind by george jean nathan and h l mencken one hundred ninety one pages not lists some five hundred tersely stated articles of belief superstitions and near superstitions in some of which almost any american will see certain facets of his mind unflatteringly mirrored more than half of the volume is occupied by its preface for which the authors advance the one excuse that having read it one needs not read the book a grateful choice the quest of the ballad by w roy mackenzie two hundred and forty seven pages princeton university press 
professor mackenzie of the english department of washington university has recorded enthusiastically his experiences while collecting ballads from delightful touchy old men and women in nova scotia his volume contains suggestive notes upon the nature of variations in the old songs from singer to singer and concerning ballads of well-attested local events where the proportion between the actual and the imagined may be observed notes of great value to students of folk literature modern american poetry an introduction edited by louis untermeyer a hundred and seventy pages harcourt brace and howe follows through a broken country the contemporary reaches of that strong troubled stream of poetry which flows from whitman though it too often misses the authentic current is too often led away into stagnant marshes it is perhaps as good a map as we yet possess the editor is a better conversationalist than guide macedonian measures and others by john mccloyd forty-one pages cambridge university press england is the work of a young poet who strives not so much to measure himself with life as with other rhymesters he comes out pretty well in the encounter he has a powerful rhythmic sense and the knack of handling intricate verse forms yet evidently his serious work still lies in front of him as a war poet he ranks somewhere between alan seeger and lorana sheldon the bard of bath maine the tempering by howard buck seventy-seven pages yale university press is a first book of verse wherein jubilant youthfulness unwearied even in the poems of war experience marches to gay pipes with a sweeping stride and an idealism unappalled war dogs by r watson carr fifty-six pages john lane is aptly named imperfect assimilation might be diagnosed as the chief malady of these sketches from dugout and camp the author has completely digested neither his war experiences nor the aesthetic of the new poetry despite his force and sincerity he is treading a little too closely in the footsteps of a more famous contemporary the wedding guest he beat his breast where he heard the loud sassoon the genius of the marne a play by john lloyd baldiston eighty-six pages nicholas l brown new york as an introduction on the theory of inspiration mr baldiston it says seems to think a man of genius is but the mouthpiece of a voice speaking from beyond very good as applied to napoleon and joffrey at the marne but no indication is given as to the author's own inspiration and no necessity to assume its existence is created by reading the play pan islam by g wyam burry two hundred and twelve pages one map macmillan is an unpretentious attempt to explain the ways of the moslem world to that suburban electorate in whose hands the government of the british empire with the aid and consent of the permanent under-secretaries in the foreign office ultimately rests the carnegie peace commission should send the last chapter a plea for tolerance to every missionary organization armenia and the armenians by kevort aslan 
138 pages macmillan presents in condensed form the history of the armenians from earliest times down to nineteen fourteen the work is translated from the original french by pierre Crabit, whose introduction is an impassioned plea for armenian independence patrons of democracy by dallas lord sharp fifty seven pages atlantic monthly press boston criticizes private and vocational schools as destructive of democracy and urges a uniform national public school system as the educational basis for living together this essay had the distinction of being publicly laughed at by graham wallace but in so far as we differentiate our educational courses by reference to pecuniary rather than to biological differences mr sharp's polemic against any kind of differentiation should be helpful in restoring our social equipoise europe in the melting pot by dr r w seaton watson four hundred pages seven maps macmillan is his latest book on the problems of the european settlement partly written before the armistice it expresses the principles and prejudices of the new europe for integral victory against bolshevism or the league against imperialism and is especially well informed and obstinate in dealing with southern europe local government in ancient india by radhakamad mukherjee two hundred and twenty nine pages oxford university press widens our western european perspective of the guild system and municipal institutions by demonstrating the existence of the same modes of associative life at the vedic headwaters of hindu civilization a book to place alongside vinkatarama ayar's town planning in ancient Deccan. an irishman looks at his world by george a birmingham three hundred and seven pages Duran carries the reader into a temperate mental climate where the winds of doctrine are silent and the dust of controversy no longer threatens the eye the method is expository the author's judgments are equitable and the conclusion is a fling at those who have created an irish problem by confining themselves to the political problem of ireland we irishmen all of us are spending most energy on what matters least the form of the state and far too little energy on what matters most the making of men that education which goes on continuously from the cradle to the grave the opium monopoly by ellen in lamont eighty four pages macmillan is one of the best arguments yet advanced against the mandatory system pieced together at paris with personal observation and official records at her service the author shows that great britain is benevolently drugging to death most of the subject races entrusted to her care the monroe doctrine and the great war by arnold bennett hall a hundred and seventy seven pages mcclurg chicago is an admirable summary of the foundation of the doctrine its evolution and its relation to the league of nations the author believes that when all the criticisms of the monroe doctrine have been examined 
most of them will be met by more tactful and diplomatic methods of its assertion a scrupulous and sympathetic regard for the dignity and rights of latin american republics and the abandonment of the spirit and idea of the united states hegemony in pan-american affairs the war with mexico eighteen forty six to eighteen forty eight by justin h smith two volumes eleven hundred and ninety two pages macmillan presents an elaborate but not very plausible justification of the policy of the united states government in this conflict the author contends that mexico had systematically violated american rights for many years before the war and scouts the theory that the annexationist ambitions of the southern slave owners exercised any appreciable influence and his final conclusion is that the war was a rather good thing for both countries socialism in thought and action by harry w laidler five hundred and forty-six pages macmillan cannot be dismissed merely on the ground that it is a textbook for the truth is that it excels in its kind and ever since mr william english walling turned his back on himself nothing of or near its kind has been produced in english dr laidler has that discreet receptivity for conflicting opinion and dogma which gives his work within the limits of socialism the stamp of a firm intelligent neutrality his appraisal of socialist thought and his description of the international movement are thoroughly adequate the new york state board of regents should make this text required reading for all albany legislators established or incipient the army and religion a report edited by the rev d s cairns four hundred and forty seven pages association press is as far as one may judge an uncensored summary of evidence gathered from some hundreds of men serving in or connected with the british army the investigating committee found that the war had created or revealed a widely prevalent theism of the vaguest sort but that in most cases the men did not connect their religious emotions with christianity and were in fact farther away from the church than ever the suggestions as to orthodox means of overcoming this difficulty are perhaps less significant than the confession of its existence origin of government by hugh taylor two hundred fifty nine pages b h blackwell oxford should be dedicated to laon a cheval it is an argument for the strong self-imposed ruler who is believed to arise at every period of social crisis to save the body politic from chaos and by a stroke of mental sleight of hand this ruler is identified with the conquering warlord who creates the social crisis in the communities upon which he inflicts himself devoted largely to a criticism of spencerian ideas the origin of government has that lax unfamiliarity with modern scholarship which makes much minor british thought a hunt for originality through the thickets of crotchetiness perhaps mr taylor avoided holstie's relation of war to the origin of the state in order that he might leave to his descendants the task of coping with his contemporaries 
moslem architecture its origins and development by g t rivoir translated from the italian by g mcin rushforth three hundred and forty illustrations three hundred and seventy three pages oxford university press is a comparative study of moslem architecture as exhibited in its religious edifices the interest of the text is technical and archaeological but the splendid collection of photographs with which the book is interleaved cannot help enthralling the most cursory student of architecture the cossacks by w p cresson illustrated two hundred and thirty nine pages brentano recounts in the romantic mood the history of the frontiersmen of the czar's old empire the book is not to be taken too seriously as a contribution to historical literature but vivacity of style and the wild western color of the subject matter made the pages interesting enough the skilled laborer seventeen sixty to eighteen thirty two by j l hammond and barbara hammond three hundred and ninety seven pages longman's green is the third movement in that great symphony of the industrial revolution which the authors have essayed to compose out of the now open files of home office correspondence the martial note is predominant or as the authors observe at the beginning the history of england at the time discussed in these pages reads like a history of civil war but in spite of the fascinating episode of oliver the spy the social and economic themes are never unduly subordinated the result is a tragic history greatly told the flow of value by logan grant mcpherson four hundred and seventy three pages century is an examination of prices profits wages and capital along the lines traditional in commercialist economics the categories are pre-scientific abstractions like utility and the descriptions of processes in spite of the author's wide experience in railroad transportation are consistently hypothetical the book is not so much a fresh contribution to economics as an illumination of the possibilities of that new reservation of time which william jewett tucker has pointed out as the crown of a busy administrator's career End of section 19